Welcome and ho, ho, ho. Here is Oliver from the Oliver Schirach Christmas special advent calendar, sending from Denmark, talking to um, Brandon here in Canada. And Brandon Ker Kearney, I hope I pronounced that right, is... Um, has been on my Facebook group about sports and health and mindset, um, nutrition. We had a really great talk last week and we decided to give it a go for um, a book that he will enjoy. And he just confirmed or confessed that he also starts his podcast as well on Anchor FM. And uh, we will link to that if he's up to it. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Welcome, Brendan. Thanks for having me on here, Ollie. <laughs> of course, I had a great talk with you and a lot of great uh, Facebook um, interactions with you before. So I really enjoyed that we are getting to actually see each other, talk to each other. And I'm curious, what kind of a book will you present the world during this Christmas time? That's a good question because... I have one book that I decided I wanted to share about for this podcast, but to present to the world, it's one book at a time, to be honest. <laughs> um, but if we're dealing with this podcast, and if that's what you mean by presenting to the world, um, there's one book that really stood out, and I had three on my mind, but there's one that I think really just got me the deepest and was most impactful. And that led me up to a big turning point it, um, this year. Uh, it's uh, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Okay. I do not know that one. So you were reading it this year and it helped you in your life to change? Or when did you yes. read it the first time? Yes. This was my second go at the book. Uh, I read it in July. That was my second goal of the book, and I, I read it the year before. Okay. And, of course, I remember how impactful it was then and just how deep and, 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 and grabbing it was to my soul, I'd, I'd love to say. At that point, and it just came around this something, I guess, um, something inside spoke to me and just said, hey, uh, it's time to read this book again. <laughs> and, and so that's what I did. And, and you learned something else than you learned the year before that, I guess. Or did it stick more, the message? I think it just went deeper. Uh, it's like anything that I, I read. It's, it can, you can get the ahas. And then I think you fill in more spots that you missed. And you just get those more awareness this the next time you read something and it's but for only two times reading the book it's pretty profound for me and uh, i don't know what it'd be like if i read it say 20 times <laughs> it could still mean the same thing to me or be something completely different but i think it's just something if anybody's on a spiritual journey and really in, in, into self-discovery this is this is a a book that really goes deep and it's it's one that i found you it requires um your own time and space you need to be kind of calm and just focused so 
Okay, so so what is kind of yeah, I mean, say summarize it kind of with your words, what what uh, so the people know about. Now we know it's a spiritual book, so can you describe it a bit more for the listeners? Yeah, sure. So basically, it's about identifying the mental chatter in our minds, the monkey mind, if you will. Um, it's it's about identifying that mental chatter and being aware of it, and and becoming just noticing how sucked in we get into that voice that it becomes like our, our state of living. And it's a, it's about how we basically our reality just becomes this, our, our mental perceptions and construct. And it talks about how limiting of a, how much it really limits you from experiencing the richness of life um, and how it just keeps us in our head and, and, and keeps us from connecting with other people, enjoying life, right? Living in the, you know, living kind of with this sense of freedom. To me, it, it was, it was really all about going deep inside and like seeing where you're chained up. So it's chained up psychologically if you will, and how, how going through the process of breaking through that. And it's, and it's about becoming aware of that voice inside your head, becoming aware of the things that um, really stir you, that really get under you. Um, he talks about identifying these impressions and impressions are basically things that we gather through exposure you know, through, as we go through life, life experiences, it's like everyday things happen, things come and go, they pass through us, right? Through our senses, like visually. But there's certain things that'll come now and then that will leave that kind of um, footprint on us. And that's an impression. And that, he says, is what gets stuck, stuck inside of us. And it affects our, our energy centers. Now he doesn't talk much about chakras. If you're into yoga, I think it's still a great book if you're into yoga, but um, basically those impressions keep are um, they're like, they, they create these blockages of energy inside of you. And so we can, you can use this as an example for anything, but like, for what really um, makes an impression on you. Like it could be a relationship that you broke up with a woman. Uh, he talks about that, right? Um, things, things even like, a, let's say you had a bad breakup and you're still thinking about the person and, 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 and you're minded of a certain vehicle they drive and you get so maybe convinced that their vehicle just passed by and let's say you thought you saw uh, her um, hugging another guy as you drove by. That's the kind of thing like our mind plays tricks on and can really make us go down into this kind of negative like energy cycle of worry and security and all these things. But our mind's really just, for the most part, really just making it up, right? What you just said, it reminded me of smell. 
um, you know, when you're a teenager, you start with different perfumes. I cannot stand these chemical perfumes. They make me dizzy and everything. But um, I remember that there was one perfume which a girl had, which I liked. I do not remember if I ever was dating her, but whenever I smelled it, it reminded me of her. And luckily it didn't go down what you just described, all these negative things, but I can see what you mean. Yes, exactly. Or, or it could remind, remind you of the cooking of your grandparents, right? If you smell certain food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, because I was reading Eckhart Tolle, the, the Power of Now, and he also talks about, you know, the presence and the, the ego talking and chattering all the time in the head. So that was just coming when I heard you. <laughs> Sorry for the peeping. Um, so how, how does, I don't remember the author of the book. How does the author of this book describe this? How, how do you get control of that? chatter or, or what is the goal um are you to silence it or or to 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 be friends with it or what what is the book describing there do you have any passage i can see you look into the book so yeah like i had to look through it myself and i i highlighted some things that were obviously uh, stood out but uh basically it's it is essentially, yeah, it's like I, identifying those trigger points um, when you go through everyday life and you, you learn to be the observer of it. So imagine stepping outside of yourself. Imagine like, this is just how I'm interpreting it, but stepping outside of yourself and you, and you have the self-awareness. And it's almost like you're watching over yourself and, and, and you, you, you start to realize that, that part of you, that voice, it's, it's separate. It's not even you. And he talks about it through different chapters. Like he, he is a chapter on your inner roommate. So he's talking about this person that's constantly talking to you, constantly talking to you has, and has preferences, right? Likes, dislikes, prejudice. It goes on and on and on and on. And we go through this where we find satisfaction, where we get something that we want. We're like, finally, we got it our way. We're happy. But the voice keeps finding things, keeps finding flaws. So it can stay in its loop of, you know, despair. And he says, basically, you have to learn to start to ignore that roommate. Eventually, that roommate will just go find another home. And he talks about, but yeah, like that's one chapter, an example, but he also talks about this idea of being open. So it's like, we close, uh, we close our hearts. Um, like we build up walls, right? And if people come into our life, um, maybe it is a relationship. Maybe it's a woman, for example. And if you identify this blockage, like there's something blocking that's not making it go right. And you're having this hard time dealing with maybe some aspect of that person. It could be blocking this, this energy inside of you. 
And the more you cling to it, the more you hold on to it, it's, it gets stronger. So that's what he talks about this whole idea of your soul. It's, it's tied up in knots. And so you untether it by, um, you go through this, the practice of like releasing this energy. You just, you just decide to open, to open up. You so it's like opening up to life. You start to, I guess, like accept things more for what they are. And, and, and you can better, better do that when you know about this, you know, monkey mind, that's not you that keeps, you know, wanting things a certain way. And you can just say, Hey, I'm like, it's just learning to be okay with, with things, how they are. And, and, and being aware with this, maybe this pain you feel this emotion, it's coming up, right? It's a trigger, but you, you actually let it come up and you just like, let it, you release it. Right. Is, is basically the whole, the whole idea. It's opening up instead of staying closed. Cause if you stay closed, then, then you're, you're closing the door to life basically. This is very interesting. So we can go very deep in this talk, I think. <laughs> But for, for, for the sake of, of keeping it as an advanced episode, right? We do not want to sure. make it a one and a half hour talk. <laughs> because yeah. That's not like these short, short episodes I had planned. When you said like you had like the chains, um, I actually was thinking more of anchors, right? Like these different things which are anchoring yourself in the ground so you cannot move forward. Yeah. Does that also kind of make sense when you read that book? Because that's the picture I have when you explained. Yeah. And for me, that comes from something like, you know, things which are anchoring you down. You, you say um, thoughts, let's say, of an ex-girlfriend or husband or boyfriend or a teacher, which was harassing you all the time, perhaps, or a neighboring kid, that you still think of that person. So you basically have an anchor in the ground, not letting you move forward. You have to kind of cut away the rope which holds that anchor. So you have more energy for yourself because otherwise the energy is leaking away from you. Is that, is that something like that he describes as well? Yeah, like if I were to put it, the, the way we, I think I've wrestled with this my life and this is why this, this book speaks to me so well is yeah like you i you feel like you're chained up but you know it's 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 mentally and it's and 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 where we struggle is i think we we um think of an elephant i've heard of this analogy like what they do without with baby elephants at a zoo is you know they chain them like right into a, a solid stud where, where they can't no matter how hard they try to pull that chain apart they can't And they get to a point where they just give up and they're little, but when they grow up, they have the capacity now to just yank that right out, but they choose not to because they've decided mentally they can't do it. Right. But that's what we're dealing with as people in, in, in this regard. Right. So yeah, I can totally resonate with that, but we also do it. And he explained this, that hit me so deep and it was like, Oh my God. Um, We do things like uh, things to comfort us and we do it as a, like a protective mechanism to, to, to cover us, you know, to, to 
protect us from the wounds, these psychological wounds, you know what I mean? That maybe people left scars on us and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll do it through different things, but like, it's almost like we could go through, through so much to let's just say, get a nice, beautiful, big home. And then we start adding on to it, adding on to it, adding on to it. Um, eventually all of a sudden you decide you don't like how bright the sun is through the day, come through the window. So you make like different, you know what I mean? You start adding on to, to make, so you like it, you like it. Okay. Yeah. Block out the sun. And it's like, Oh, it's so dark in here now. And then you make like these, let's say um, special led lights or some sort of light technology. So you can see where you want to see when you want to see. And it's like, now you got this crazy, you know, kick-ass house that, but it's all because you're, you're finding more ways to, to protect, you know, to cover yourself up. So all of a sudden you have this big wall of security around you for what? Right. Cause you're afraid of life. Okay. So yeah. When, um, <clears throat> for whom do you think is this book and, and what will they get out of it? I mean, I, I, you already touched on that, right? But to shorten. Well, like I say, like if whoever's listening, like if they can really resonate with what I just shared, it's definitely for them. Um, but you definitely have to be, you, you have to become aware of this at some point, you know what I mean? And um, it's for any for anybody who just wants to um, not necessarily learn like intellectual, like, yeah, let's learn more stuff because we love to learn. Right. Um, but this is more about unlearning. This is about removing the layers. Right. And it's for the person who is willing to just make themselves vulnerable and, and, and go through that process because maybe they've been at a point where it's like, yeah, I've learned too much. You know what I mean? And we could do learning. We could learn in, in a way for like self-preservation, right? Like I just touched on as a way to maybe feel better about ourselves. But when it comes down to really how do you feel and why do you feel that way? If you want to really go deep and, you know, be willing to peel away those layers, then that's that's who that person's for. It's a it's a deep inward journey for for someone who's really looking to um looking to evolve spiritually. Definitely for the more spiritual seeker, not not so much the intellectual, um, how to improve your your brain, act, you know, and, and stuff like that. There's a place for it, but that's that's who this would be for. Okay. Uh, what what came up to me is like, how is this book built up? Is it stories and 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 um, and examples, or is it like you say it's not for the intellectual seekers? So it's not something which is explaining like, okay, your brain is built up this and that way. So, but how is it built up? Okay, so he doesn't share about his personal journey like hardly really at all. Like I don't know anything about Michael Singer. 
I, I, I don't know. I don't look him up on YouTube. I know he's on YouTube, but uh, he doesn't really talk about his story so much. But for some reason, I just you just get so, you know, into what he's saying because what he shares is like, oh, my God, like I actually feel that. Like, okay, so you trust what you're reading. So, um, but he doesn't use examples of other people, like specifically. So if you're into stories, it's not so much for you in that, but it's it's still very good. Like I say, if, if you want to go deep within yourself, it's definitely a good read. It's uh, it's about 100, 140 pages, so it's not a big read. Then then another question. I When you're reading, I can see you have this physical book next to you. <laughs> and I realized that we all read on different ways. Uh, are you using normally ebook readers? Are you are you preferring the physical book or reading on the computer, audiobooks? How do you consume books? Well, when it comes to book, I prefer the actual book. Like there's something I, I love about having like an actual bookshelf full of books. I don't know. Just the, it just makes me feel... I guess I could say smart. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I can pick a book up. I like to do that as opposed to reading on the internet or watching a YouTube video of, of a book. Um, just because I I notice like we do enough stuff with 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 our with our smartphones and laptops that we don't need extra screen time. So it's my preference to have a paperback book, but I also do like audios because you can you can you can download them and, and um, you know, play them back in your car while you're driving. I love doing that. That's a great way to do it too. So yeah, audio books I like for that purpose. But when you, when I have time, like just sit down and read, that's what I like to do. Yeah. And um, do you have specific times to read or you just read whenever you feel like? They vary uh, in times and, and, and length. I usually have had a habit of reading first thing in the morning. Maybe if I'm not working, have an odd time during the day where I feel like maybe a little bit, you know, winding down a little bit. I find that's a good time to read when it's quiet. Um, before bed too. I love, love reading about an hour before bed. Helps me wind down that way too. I, for me, so when I read books like that, it can be sometimes difficult when I'm tired, but I'm still too active in the brain because I probably, like now it's 10 at night. I should not be in front of the screen. I know that. But that's what happens when you have a worldwide network and you talk to people. <laughs> so yeah. the working day is quite split up in these different talks I have. But if my brain is still wired up too much when I'm tired, I have a hard time to read anything where I can, you know, when I have to do introspection like this or technical. So for me in the evening, it's then more a novel or a story or whatever it is, right? For, because then if I'm too tired, I might fall asleep with the book in my hand or the Kindle because the Kindle has a little light inside. So I do not need to turn on the light and my wife can sleep next to me. How is it for you? Um, does it also matter if, it, if you're tired in the evening that you read a different type of book or? That's a good question. So, I like the idea of reading a boring book, something you don't care about to help you just fall asleep. 
But I also like, I find it's actually valuable if you're tired and you're reading a book, like let's say The Untethered Soul or something, you, you want your full attention. It can actually be good because if you if you're reading and you fall and you start to get drowsy, that what you're reading will get absorbed into your subconscious. And then you don't have this mental activity to interfere. Do you ever notice, like I've noticed where you can read something like this and, and you will just absorb it so much better through your sleep and you'll wake up and, and actually be like, like it really clicked in or something. But I've also had other instances where I'm reading a book, maybe that I'm really into. And if it's a motivational book, I try not to read those before bedtime. Because if they pump you up a lot, then then you can be like going to bed, being like all juiced up and your mind's going. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like adding on to, you're just adding on to it and adding on to it. And then you have trouble falling asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. So I think now we have a really nice roundup from you. And with that, I want to leave it there. So otherwise, we are really going to a bigger discussion. And we can take that when we're going to have a full-blown interview between you and me um, another time. But thank you so much for your book. And for all the listeners, you know what you have to do. You connect with us, uh, Brandon or me. You go and click the podcast button for tomorrow to listen to another episode. And if you have any questions for me or Brendan or any of my guests, please do not uh, waste your time. Send it on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Instagram, on my email, wherever you are, uh, because I would love to share these questions with my guests. So don't be shy. <laughs> so thank you, Brendan, for today's uh, book presentation.